0: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
1: This is All Things Elite. Hey. Welcome back to All Things Elite. Load up the pod and the song when we speak. Right here, let me warm it up for Austin and Florida. Couldn't be no one but the boys. When it come to all things, elite from the fan perspective. Swear, man, it ain't no question. Hear from the first. Swear, man, they putting in the work. No, they had to get me for the verse. Social suplex, network zone. I was at a time in your headphones. Austin and Florida on the microphone. Backing out on the red, getting in the zone. Oh. Pulling up the show, give it seven stars, you already know. Who else could it be but the show with the proclivity for positivity? I'm gone.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 220th episode of Social Suplexes podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. My name is Austin Sumwitz. I am the host of this lovely show, and joining with me, as always, is my co-host and my partner, my good friend, Mr. Floyd Johnson Jr. My man, how are you doing?
1: Hell to the victors. <laughs> <laughs> is that how the song goes? Uh, no, I am doing well. Uh, I, I am doing well. I've had a, a pretty good week. Um, that, you know, I know... Everybody's like, oh you start off with sports talk, but you know, my Chiefs basically gave it everybody the week off and still won the game. So yep. you can't uh can't ask for anything more. This is the first show of the new year, so I'm excited yes. about that. Uh all my teams are undefeated in the new year, so I'll take that. Uh, no, but um no, I'm I'm really excited about twenty twenty four. I got my London trip all in again this year and looking forward to that. Going to two AEW Dynamites next uh, month uh, because I married the perfect woman. Uh, she, yeah. uh, uh, so they have a Dynamite on February fourteenth, and I uh, I got the day off, and I was like, because I wanted you know spend with my wife, and I was like, so do you want to do romantic stuff? I actually made a reservation for a uh, dinner in case she said yes to that, or I was like, or oh, do you want to go to a wrestling show? and and i was like i mean don't feel pressure to go to wrestling show i go to wrestling shows all the time it's not a big deal she's like no i want to go to wrestling show she, she i was like ah. and i and i looked at her eye and I was like you know every now and then you remind me that i married the perfect woman for me i like it, exactly. it, it, it was like cuz it's like like I, there's no reason for her to say yes or <laughs> she wants to go to the wrestling show but she does she likes dynamite she likes live wrestling she won't she really doesn't watch it at home like very rarely i'd have to you know be in the living room taking over the tv for her to watch it at home but she likes live to live experience so it's kind of cool that she gets to go yeah that's spectacular um i want to say i'm doing
0: well i want to apologize our first show of 2024 was supposed to be last week uh unfortunately i was not feeling well i had a very Rough patch of sickness being all kinds of just a just basic cold, but it was, it was kicking my ass. Not to mention, you know, we like Floyd said, finishing up college football coverage. One of our teams did make it all the way to the national championship and won a national championship. Shout out to the Wolverines. So we've been covering them like crazy. I got rained on a whole bunch in Ann Arbor last night. I was so tired. Uh, but I'm going to Orlando after this podcast, so I am good. Uh, but what are so you doing
1: after up, Michigan wins the national championship? We're going to, going Disney, to Disney World. World. Yeah. Yes,
0: God. totally was not my, my intention, honestly. Uh, but that's in that's how it ended up working out. Yeah, actually. yeah.
1: So your so, dad, yeah. you should record a video of your dad saying, "We're going to Disney World." Honestly, I will, and I will send it to you. <laughs> I will do that <laughs> with Michigan
0: gear on. I will, I will get that for you for sure, dude. But, dude I was, yeah,
1: I was seriously happy. Like literally, I got a lot of friends in Michigan more than I thought. <laughs> and more people that root them them for Michigan. So 27 years without a title, that's a long effing time. So
0: Since my birth year, dude, it's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, it's outstanding. My dad, such a Michigan fan. My uncle, same thing. Um, especially my dad, too. Like, seeing this, the fact that this happened at the same time as the Detroit Lions getting their first home playoff game and winning the uh, the division for the first time in 30 years, like... Dude, he's over the moon right now. Sports couldn't be better for this man. Like, his two favorite teams are just, they're clicking right now. And best of luck to the Lions. Kick Matthew Stafford's ass. Uh, On that note, though, again, I apologize that we weren't able to have a show last week. It was supposed to be a World's End review, uh, and we really wanted to get that out. But, again, I I just was not feeling good. But we're all here, and we got a ton to talk about. We're going to go quickly over our thoughts on World's End before we talk about Dynamite, which just... Wrapped up air at the Daily's Place uh, just a couple hours ago when we're recording this. But before we get into all of the AEW stuff, we want to make sure you guys are downloading this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Spotify or wherever you choose to listen to us, rate, review, subscribe, all the nine yards, and fo- be sure to follow it so you don't miss a single episode. And follow us on social media. We are at AT Elite Pod at Social Suplex of so the guys that make this show possible. Check out all the other shows they have on their network. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. And Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. The big news of the week is the fact that AEW is officially five years old. We all remembered when on being the elite five years ago, when the clock hit midnight on New Year's and that video came out of the Bucks and Hangman and they all had their phones. And it showed the AEW logo and Double or Nothing. Uh, And it was a huge moment. And then we got the the press conference at uh, Jacksonville where Chris Jericho was announced. Like, it's crazy, dude. I still remember all of that vividly. And the fact that it's been five years is just insane. It doesn't seem real to me, um, but it's been a crazy ride uh, watching AEW just grow and change. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's just been amazing.
1: Dude, uh, I was working overnight, so I was literally up when it was announced. Uh, We were, like, refreshing because, you know, basically they said a BTE was dropping at midnight. So it was like, you know, we were just waiting, just waiting, waiting, waiting for that uh, show to drop. And, man, it did, I mean, for that to drop, and it was, um, like, life-changing. I mean, for me, life-changing. Uh, that's, I mean, that's the best way that I can say it is that, uh, the whole experience with, you know, Cody and the Bucks and everybody was just, uh, it, yeah, it literally changed how, how I vacation, how I did it. It changed the friends and people in my life. Uh, uh, it changed everything. I mean, AEW existing is like, like if you like Floyd, what if, uh. Uh, you know, what? how would your life be if AEW didn't exist? I couldn't even begin to start. I mean, that first year, AEW, me and my wife got married that year, you know, like a whole bunch of stuff just went into it, and it's just like it, it's like you can tell the, you know, my, you know, that life in the last five years the show started, what, f- the late February, so in February we'll be celebrating our fifth year, fifth year anniversary of this show, it's just I mean, you know, how we do the show every week, and you know, and it's just, I can't even put into words, you know. I don't, did we even know each other five years ago? <laughs> no, right? No, look, when AEW Man. was announced, we didn't know I, each I, other. We didn't even know each other five years ago. We I met you any- at shows. I'd seen yeah, you yeah, introduce to you. Yeah, so we, we didn't even know you. Uh, yeah. So it's, so extreme. How many people I didn't know? So many people I didn't know before AEW, or like, existed, so... I you know it's very I'm very happy that that happened uh you know and you like when you look at Social Plus podcast networking you know now it, it's like we're we are if you want AEW coverage there's you don't need, a, need another podcast we cover the show One Nation Radio covers the show we got uh new shows we got new shows on On the podcast, I just listened to one, and I want to make sure I shout them out because I really enjoyed the show. The Trish and Sarah Sarah show, they reviewed uh, uh, World's End, and I'll tell you. You'd be like, oh, they're doing AEW. You're doing AEW. Completely different shows. <laughs> like, yes, completely different. I like, I listened to them in the car. I made sure I listened to the whole episode and it was just so, it was just so fun and refreshed. I laughed the whole time. I thought, I thought the show was great. Cause I was like, ah, this is another AW show. I'm like, ah. no, but no, I, I, uh I enjoyed it. Definitely have a different feel than what we do, you know? And, uh yeah, so everyone make sure you're downloading all the social suplex shows and supporting all of them. So uh, uh, welcome Trish and Sarah to the uh social suplex podcast network. But um, absolutely, yeah, no, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to it. I'm like honestly, this uh, this this uh this network doesn't have a lot to talk about if it wasn't for AEW. I mean, we got keeping it strong, style New Japan, you know, the Ace. Of New Japan podcast, and then you got One Nation Radio, who kind of does the high podge, but a lot of the rest of us cover AEW, so, you know, we wouldn't have a lot to talk about, and the show doesn't exist, if it isn't for AEW, so, I am happy, definitely happy for five years, I was just sitting there, and I was like, and this is, I have told Austin, I'm gonna try to do on each show, is we're gonna try to do, in five years, like, different five, top five lists. And our top five today, what we'll cover at the end of the show, is uh, the, our top five live AEW experiences. So we had yeah. to be in the building for it. It's just, so if you see here something, you're like, oh, why is that on there? Because we, we weren't there. We weren't there. So, no, this is our, our top five experiences. So uh, I hope you look forward to it. So Yeah, I'll we'll quit, close we'll I'll close quit. out
0: the show with that. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I'll quit rambling we'll, uh, now and let yeah, no. take control. <laughs> That's all good. Yeah, we're gonna quickly cover because yeah, we were supposed to do a world's end review last week. Um and unfortunately we weren't able to because again, your boy was sick. But really quickly just going over it, um I wanna say, off top though, the show started and ended great, I felt like. You know, with the four-way match that opened up the main show. Uh, and then also having Andrade and Muro, who also killed it. Uh, Shout-out to Andrade. You know, he's no longer with, with uh, AEW. And, like, hell of a match for him to go out on, too, I gotta say. Like, that was a really strong match for him to close things out on. Um, and the show ended really, really good. Yeah. Um... The middle was, like... Dude, uh,
1: honestly, I kind of, I'm kind of relieved we didn't do like a full world. Honestly, day yeah. Because uh, again, our thing is we're positive, we're proclivity of yes. positivity. And dude, I would have been doing having to do some fantastic spin because we don't lie. You know, we look at the positive and we focus on what we lie, but like, but we try and definitely not to lie. And I gotta tell you, seven o'clock. I, that first, you know, I watched the pre show. Really I enjoyed the pre show. I enjoyed Battle Royals. I thought Chris Statlander and uh, Willow killed it and me and Austin yeah. were talking about that. Then the four the the four on four match comes and it's like bang. Okay, here we go again. Another AEW banger pay per view. Then the next I, I I can't even I didn't do math. Next two, two and a half hours of blah just happened. Mm-hmm. And that's the like best and way. had the Andrade-Miro
0: match, I kind mm-hmm. of was just like, we were like, eh, I was like, I was falling out. You know yeah. what
1: I mean? Yeah, and it was really hard for me to stay awake. And, and it was like, and I was just like, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't tired. My brother was with me. My brother was here. He left. He said, I'll just catch it in the morning. <laughs> and I was just like... Ah, uh, that made it, it was like it was uncomfortable because you know he's like, oh, I'll just catch it in the morning because no, we're sitting, and, and we're sitting yeah. there and he just he we're sitting there and he just says he says this I did not say this he said this is boring <laughs> he's like dude this is boring and I'm like I, I wanted to fight him I really did I wanted to be like no no you're just not no it, it was it yeah. was.
0: No, and I've gone on record by saying, like, AEW does not have a bad pay-per-view. The only things that I count, like, you know, that were, like, you know, maybe not the best were, like, the stuff before, like, you know, like, you know, like the first Fighter Fest or the first Fight for the Fallen. Because those didn't feel like pay-per-views, you know what I mean? Because they didn't have a TV deal, and they were just doing shows until they got a TV deal. That, I don't kind of count that. That's a weird area of the start of the company. But since like, they got the TV deal and since All Out uh, I mean uh, 2019, uh, there wasn't a bad show. There just, there just wasn't. Um, this was the first one where I was kind of like, you know, again, good stuff on here. There's, you don't take away from the fact that there wasn't good stuff on here.
1: But as an overall package, kind of was a dud. And it's honestly, I cannot uh, say, AEW is kind of a victim of their own success. Because they put out nothing but banger, banger, banger pay-per-views. And if maybe, let's say, we'd had some average pay-per-views, yeah. this probably wouldn't have hit as hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did It just wouldn't have hit. I saw JR say, uh, J- Jim Ross, not RJR,
0: but I saw Jim Ross say that this pay-per-view felt to him like AW like hitting the reset button. But to me, that, that was what All Out this year felt like. All Out this past year felt like the reset. And that show was still spectacular. I thought um, this didn't feel like a reset. This just felt like you know coming out of a
1: reset. You're trying to find your footing. You know what it, I mean? It, it it seemed like it was I, the best thing way to put it. It was a pay per view that was basically built on two things: the Continental Classic Finals and who the devil was. Not even the MJF Samoa Joe match, which was. Fine to go. I,
0: I would add a third one there with Copeland Christian Cage.
1: See, Copeland Christian Cage, definitely a surprise, definitely great. But the pay-per-view to me was built on those two things. It was like, oh, you're going to get the end of the Continental Classic. You're going to get the devil reveal, right? And it was just like, even the MJF Samoa Joe match, I'm watching it. We're at the end of a long period of, I'm already tired. We're at the end of a long period of wrestling shows. I probably didn't give it the focus and attention it needed because I just wanted to know who the devil was at that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's 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 just me being 100 percent honest. At that point, I was at the end of the night. I had had dealt through that two period, that long period of time of, you know, kind of boring. And then we got to Copeland and Christian and they woke me the fuck up. Then Eddie and King, Eddie and uh, Mox did their damn thing. Actually, shocked me on who the result. And then we got to the main event, and they actually, like, they actually went and did it, dude. And, and we got to the main event. I was like, can we just find out who the devil was? And it was like I figured MJF, like I had been told. Samoa Joe could win and probably going to win. I figured MJF was just going to win. And then, because uh, I've always been of the opinion that the devil or whoever the devil in the real deal needed to win the world title to really be in control. But I get what they're I get what they're trying to do now. And we'll discuss it a little more as we talk about each match. But, yeah, I was just like, MJF and Samoa Joe, I was like, this is a really, this would be a really amazing match if I just – like cared more. I just want the devil reveal. You know, I just want to yeah. know who and the like, devil was. Yeah,
0: and again, like going through a couple of the quick things, real quick for me. Uh, like I said, Copeland and Christian. Like I said, they kicked the shit out of each other. It was great. This the the swerve of a uh, Shayna Wayne turning on a uh, on like all of that, like in aligning with Christian Cage. Shocking in the moment, and now like she's in this point where she's like saying the you boo me, like and stuff like that. I know what she's doing, and it like works, but to me, it just seems like weird. Like, you know, I'm trying to put two and two together because I'm like, wait, you saw Nick get the crap kicked out of him, and like
1: now it's like, oh no, like, no, she was cool. I mean, Nick's a wrestler, his dad was a wrestler, she's used to guys them getting beat up she's used to bumps and bruises edge can church at him you know and that was like that's a whole different level i
0: know from that point i was like yeah. i get that one part yeah so like yeah. but again like i said she has been making it work but when i first yeah. saw it i was just like i was kind of like trying to click with me it has clicked in the weeks later and like i said
1: it's it's starting to fit a little the, bit more the patriarchy uh, works but it, it in, did
0: throw me off a little
1: patriarchy works in its simplicity it is yes. very much 70s and 80s bad guy work, but yeah, they do it, and Christian takes it so seriously. That's and the he thing. Doesn't the break. They, both, they you, you, both are just so dead, dead. Yes, and it's just like it's there. There is no tongue in cheek when he says, "How dare you like attack a man with a chair or whatever?" He means it. When yeah, yeah, like he means it, and it's like the commitment to the bit. I even said, "I'm like, we don't really do." awards on this show we don't really do that's not our thing i just honestly don't have time to manage it uh we don't do awards but if i was and i always say this and like if you talk to me you've heard this way too many times uh you've heard uh tear it's way too many times you probably don't want to hear it but i think wrestling is so much more than just what happens between the ropes so when I talk about my wrestler of the year uh when I talk about my wrestler of the year I'm talking about promos I'm talking about like the skits the backstage segments everything is uh uh everything is in, uh, included in that and I'm like man if you ask me my AEW wrestler of the year for last year I'm going to say Christian Yeah there you go but, like I said, you're going to be like, well, you remember this banger match? Okay, great. Absolutely. But Christian has elevated every segment he's been in, no matter if he's wrestling, talking, or whatever, for a whole year. Sometimes, on very few episodes of Dynamite, he's literally the only thing to talk about. He's the only thing anybody's talking about. People want to hate him. like People want to... He is so good... He's almost got mjf where, you know, people are like, oh, let's love him. You know, let's love him, blah, blah, blah. And he won't let you. He cuts you off at the knees and like, no, you can't cheer me. No, I am a terrible person. And he's just so good at it. So uh, I, I, I think this is some of the best work he's done in his career. I know it's been, the best. I've always been a Christian fan and I've always Dang. thought he was amazing. But, yeah, this is. Uh, dude, I remember great. when I met
0: Christian at WrestleCon I think it was like 2018 or something like that and I was just like dude you are so good like if people have not given you your flowers enough like I will be the one to do that because like you are spectacular and I hope you're able to wrestle again I'm hoping that I can see you do more work because everything that you do like is like very very good and I feel like you have the opportunity to do even more great stuff. And seeing what he's doing now is incredible. Um, And again, Moxley, Kingston, probably for me, match of the night, like those two killed it. And Eddie coming back from being on the brink of elimination to winning the whole damn thing and solidifying the, like, you know, the constant, like, talk of him being a bum. Like, just, I don't know. This was Eddie Kingston's crowning achievement in AEW. Uh, I thought it was originally when he uh, won at a Grand Slam, I believe it was last year, Uh, but this was it. Like this is Eddie Kingston solidifying. Like, nah, dude, this guy is for real. If people don't take this man seriously and don't realize that Eddie Kingston is that dude, like you should. And Moxley, shout out to him too. And then MJF Samoa Joe was all right. I'm so happy Samoa Joe's world champion. I love Samoa Joe. And then I thought the reveal of the devil. like I said, I've been saying Adam Cole and it and it, it, it hit. Like I was very much like, There it is. <laughs> uh and it and it, it made it made sense. It wasn't some like, oh my god moment, but it was like it
1: made sense. You know yes. what I mean? So to JR's point about the reset. I do think something is reset. And I don't I do think something did get reset. And honestly, I feel like they just went back to I don't like I just feel like they went back to old AEW. The thing was I always said it. And the problem I ever had with the Brutal Road Chachos, all that stuff, is that the AEW title was always above the sports entertainment stuff. Yes. The sports entertainment stuff happened on the undercard. It happened in the first hour. It happened in the middle. But when the world title happened, it was all about who was the best wrestler. Even with Kenny Omega acting over the top, it really was about who was the best wrestler that's what yeah. the, the the world title was about. And with the bro and stuff, that the silliness with of sports entertainment played into the world title. And I personally did not like that. I I liked the world title yeah, no, being I, above I, I that. I said
0: I I I definitely enjoyed like all the like like I said the bro stuff. I thought it was entertaining. But it also felt weird to me that it was, you know, the AEW World Championship yeah, was surrounding was, like,
1: all this like goofy stuff. Ev- it was the main event. They were yes. MJF was working twice a night. It was just like, I don't like any of this, right? And it's just like, I didn't hate it or anything. It's just, it was bleeding over into this. And so when, when Samoa Joe won, and if you realize, he just won. Yeah. Uh uh Adam Cole didn't punch him. Adam Cole didn't. He he was literally all Adam do. Cole did was stop MJF from cheating, right? And a one-legged, one-armed man can't beat Samoa Joe. Period. That's as real as it gets. And he taps him out and he wins the match. And then he walks away. He's done. He got what he came for. And then we get the then we got the uh devil reveal and all that. And with Samoa Joe, I feel like it's set. You're, when Samoa Joe's out there and when the world title's on the line, it's going to be about wrestling, right? The broach, when, when MJF comes back, whenever that is, uh, if he comes back or whatever, it, that's all going to happen in the first hour, the second hour, and stuff like that. But that world title is going to stay pure and untouched, and I prefer it that way. You want to do the silly shit with the TNT title? I'm good with it. You want to do it with the international title? Yes. But the world title, the AEW world title, is supposed to represent the best wrestler in the world. I want that to be about wrestling.
0: Yes. And I think having Samoa Joe hold that, I'm all good with it. Like I said, I got no problems with it. Um, So real quickly, though, those are our thoughts on world's end. Is it one of the weaker AEW pay-per-views? Probably so, honestly. I would say it's one of the weakest. Yeah. But even still, that's the weakest on a tier of, like I said, we've said banger, 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 banger. Like, if I was even to give it a rating, like, I would give it, like, a C. Yeah. That's it. It
1: You passed, but we know you can do better. Yeah, no, no. It's like, it's like the valedictorian, you know, and the valedictorian's like the last day of school, uh, hey, I'm just going to do this paper, and they just kind of phone it in and get a C. It's like, it's not that you failed, but I know you can do better. Yes. Exactly. Th- I, I, That's and really just, what it is. Like, and you
0: know it, this isn't your best work. And, and we know and, there's outside these circumstances and why it wasn't as good as you wanted it to be. We understand. It, 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 yeah. But you, you've shown that you can overcome those circumstances in the past.
1: Yes. So, like,
0: do better next time. That's yeah, all
1: we're yeah. Because I even said that that the uh, tag match or where it was with Sting and Darby, all that. You literally could have spread that up and did a fatal four way tag, and you know pretty much that makes it or or four way tag, and that makes it no rules and right. threw a lot of stuff, and Ricky and Big Bill could retain. You could have easily done that, and it just would have, to me, would have been just as good. You know, that kind of thing. And I just, like, there is, it like, it's the same people involved. Uh, the women's matches, this is not a good night for the uh, the women's division as people that are super. That being super, said, Willow and uh, Chris should have been on the main show. Yeah, and it wasn't a great night. It is, like, it like you tell me that Willow and Chris match for the T A E S title, ooh, that would have been great. But, uh, no, the rest of it is, like, you, Julia's developing. You know, Avanon's getting better, you know. You look at the other, uh, you look at the other uh, side, and it's um, who was the in the match? I don't even remember who was in the match. Honestly, who was in the what? Sorry. So the AEW women's title match. Uh, it was Tom, Rio and Tony. Rio and Tony, which was it was fine. It was fine, but I'm big on this, and this is a Floyd thing. And my you have to make me believe that the challenger can win. At no point through the build, through anything, did I think Rio could beat Tony Storm. And that's a problem to me. Because that's kind of when I kind of check out. Yeah. It's like, it's, like, no. it's happening, but, uh, but,
0: yeah. So moving, yeah, yeah, moving on from World's End, we'll get into Dynamite now. However, there were some things that happened leading up to Dynamite that we have to talk about.
1: Hey, no, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I I can honestly say probably one of my f- first times I was like, "Why, Tony? Why?"
0: No, exactly. So, Tony Khan, uh, got on Twitter and uh, was very much angry. Uh, so he tweeted out basically how, uh, uh
1: did this you do was the- a double standard. So, did you did you do the USA what the USA Network tweeted I did, first? Yes, So yes, I we, so, we, we got talking. USA talk
0: Network, right. the USA Network, uh, through a Twitter account responded to, uh, Raj Gurge, uh, I mean Raj Giri, sorry, um, basically saying how you know the re- giving an explanation as to why Seth Rollins and Jinder Mahal were all of a sudden having a title match on Monday Night Raw. And Raj was like, these guys have history because Seth defeated Jinder in the tournament finals, become the first NXT champion. Um, Obviously, he's going way, way back. Um, But then uh, the USA, the official USA Network Twitter account asked, what was the cage match rating? Obviously, linking towards the fact that TK has pointed to that as being the success of a lot of things uh, for AEW. Uh, So Tony Khan immediately responds by saying that it's a double standard. Hook has a 28-1 and record. He's on a winning streak. He calls out the champion. It's a logical challenge, which sparks outli- online outrage. Jinder has literally lost every single match he's in for the past year, immediately gets a title shot, but where is the rage? To which he says, then, Dynamite's on TBS tomorrow. And then he responds to the cage match rating tweet from USA Network saying, A moral victory for USA is one win more than their world title challenger, Jinder Mahal has had in the past 364 days because it is literally a full year since he's won a match you really put AEW in our place by getting Jinder in a big match on your TV show do it more often Um, things started going crazy of course Eric Bischoff then proceeded to try to chime in and TK was like talking about Abaddon and uh, said reading would be your friend Eric and those two were going at it a little bit uh, and then, all of a sudden, it became a night a part where wrestling fans were all either like shitting on gender or defending gender or shitting on hook and defending hook. It all got very gross if, if we 're being real. It was not a good night for wrestling Twitter, which I mean in a lot of instances, when is a good night for wrestling twitter uh, there 's not many of them, but uh, my favorite thing to come out of all of this was people saying everybody that 's talking shit about gender and hook. And then in that old video of Hook and a strip club, like, resurfaced, that was my favorite thing of the whole thing, like, out of the whole incident that took place, just the picture of Hook with a stripper's ass in his face, not giving a fuck about anything else, that was the funniest thing to come out of this whole nonsense, which is what it was, it was nonsense. The USA Network, Twitter, whoever's running that, like, you're childish, a thousand percent, like. Don't let that guy off the hook, because that shit was childish. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, I, I don't get, I don't people think... People get mad at AEW for taking pot shots, but then where was the outright rage for that? Like, that was a pot shot.
1: I, I, Tony, Tony Khan got baited.
0: Yeah, and that's what happened. You fell for the Twitter troll, and he went off. And that's yeah. the thing that I've always said about TK, is that he
1: needs to get the fuck off of Twitter. Like, I, see, I didn't mean... Okay. Again. As someone who is a Jinder Mahal I wouldn't say fan but appreciator, someone that liked Jinder Mahal. When he was the modern day Raja Raja and WWE champion, I had the shirt. I always I wore it all the time. Big fan of Jinder Mahal and his work. That's 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 you. That that's, that ain't me. I will yeah. say. I got nothing but respect for gender, but I yeah. was never a fan. Yeah. But yeah, big dude, good look, always to me, always, you know, did his stuff on the mic. He played a certain character and he did it well, right? <laughs> that's what I thought hook, you know, hook fairly, you know, still fairly new to wrestling, kicking ass, love me, got my Sin Hook shirt in her closet, so my big thing is I I had been asleep most of the day, because I work at night, and I woke up and I was like, some people are like, I'm a real hooker, and some people are like, oh, don't hinder gender, and I'm like, I like both of them, what's going on, and then I, I catch up, and I'm just like, TK, come on, like, I understand you have witty, quickie comebacks. I actually, I am a TK defender. You know me. I, t- I love the shit. No, I, I remember when J. Yeah. I remember when Jr. was furious,
0: like yeah. talking about this thing, and you guys are going back and forth about it. Yeah. Like, you love it when J- when TK gets in the mud and plays around in the mud.
1: Yes, I love when you roll in the shit, right? But, but. I don't like him attacking Jinder Mahal, who has literally never said anything about H. No,
0: exactly. Attack, att- if you want to attack <laughs> WWE
1: as a company and you want to attack Triple H and you want to
0: attack Vince and all that kind of stuff, fine. Because at the end of the day, those are your, com- that's your competitors.
1: Yes. but Like, the wrestlers don't deserve any of it. Yes, because guess what? He hasn't won a match in a year. Guess what? He doesn't decide whether he wins or loses. He doesn't He's just doing it. Yeah. He's, just doing his job. he's doing the job. You know, he showed up to work and he's, uh, he's doing his job and it's like, he doesn't decide whether he wins or loses. He, but and if somebody offers you a title match and they like, say, Hey, we're going to put you in the title match. You don't say no. You don't be like, well, that doesn't make sense. I haven't won in a year. No, you take the damn title match. And honestly, it's rumble season. Guess what? World titles don't generally change at the rumble. We everyone knows that the person that you feud with is kind of a lame duck challenger. You know, you, you're just gonna beat them. <laughs> That's just how it works at the Rumble for the most part. So I don't know. I like I said, Tony Khan defender, Tony Khan lover, love that man. But don't hinder gender. Don't go after gender. I mean, go after the booking or whatever. But I just like I didn't. I didn't like the whole naming gender because, like I said. I like Jinder Mahal. and I like Hook, too. I am a huge Hook fan. I'm all about Hook, and I love where they're going with Hook uh, going forward, but it's just, like, I don't feel like you should call out people. And maybe you're calling out the character and not the person, you know. I, I, that's you, a cow, that's yeah, that's a cop. Yeah, whatever, but i just, like, I don't know. I don't know. And, no, I, and it, the,
0: the way that I feel, like, about it, too, is, like I said, The the comments that he was saying about like, you know, why is nobody upset about this? Like it does sound like like and we've always said one of the things that we've loved about TK since the company started. The thing that we always talked about TK, the thing that we loved about him, the thing that we identified with him was that at the end of the day, he felt like one of us. He felt like a wrestling fan and And he's shown time and time again that he down deep in his soul is a wrestling fan.
1: And only a wrestling fan would complain about stupid shit like that. Yes. No, no. And this was like, well, like I say, when we say he's one of us, this was the most one of us thing he's ever Honestly. done. You know? So <laughs> everyone that's getting
0: mad about it too, I guarantee you, you've tweeted something about this in the past about wrestling.
1: We've yeah. all done
0: it. Yeah, We've no. all like been like, this doesn't make any sense. This is
1: bullshit. Why the fuck is this happening? Blah, 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 blah. We've all done it. Okay. And I and like it's fine. I don't think I don't think he needs to put his Twitter away. I don't think he needs any of that. I just I, think, stu- I, I still I, I, do I, I, he, this has been too much. Honestly. Well, this, I just this is the thing. I just I just feel like when it, it's one of those. Uh, it, it's one of those. I'm gonna take you back to family matters for all you people to hear. It's like when Carl when Carl was getting really really angry at uh, Urkel and he says three two one. One two three. What the heck is bothering me? I need Tony Khan to do that before tweeting. And real, and like, is your tweet going to inspire your fan base to get behind you? Right? Is your tweet going to boost you know people looking at Dynamite or your show? Or is your tweet just gonna cause a bunch, stir a bunch of shit? Now, hey, he could be playing chess because guess what? For the last two days. When there's no AEW wrestling on, guess what people were talking about? You know? And it's just like, hey, and he's always into it. watch it on TNT. I don't know. I wasn't a fan of this interaction. Honestly, it's probably mostly because I like Jinder Hall, But I don't really like him calling out any particular wrestler. Call out the company. Say Triple H is a dumbass. Say the WWE creative is shit or whatever. But to call out a, a wrestler who literally, as far as I know, as far as anything I can find online, has never said a bad thing about AEW. You know, just he works, he does his job. He seems to be very uncontroversial. <laughs> you know, leave let that man be, and and I will end this like I began it. I like both Hook and Jinder Mahal. I, I also like both TK and Triple H. You know. It's like, I don't feel like, it's like, I'm all about support AEW. And I always say put AEW first. That's all, absolutely. I still believe that to Lola but it's just, like I said, it just felt like unnecessarily. I mean, I don't know what he was reading. I don't know if he went down a Reddit thing or whatever, but it just seemed like when you look at it, it wasn't really a reply to USA Network. It was just a Hey, I'm pissed off about this because I don't yeah, like, understand. Why are
0: people not mad no. about
1: this? Like, yes.
0: Why are Why are you mad at me and not this?
1: Yes. And it's like the hook thing. I'll say this all day about the hook thing. He challenged the world champion. The world champion didn't accept. I don't even know what everybody was mad about yet. The match wasn't announced. Yeah. It was. It was. In fact, it, was, it only got yeah. announced yeah. tonight. Yes. I I literally see people do well. Uh, well. Uh. Corey, a, a well done, produced videos challenging Cody Rhodes to match, and then he ignored him. <laughs> so it's like or just straight up said no. Nothing had been booked yet. <laughs> nothing had been booked, and like it was like we're bitching about something that hadn't even been booked yet. You know, it was just like oh, Hook challenger. That's that's likely where it's going, but it didn't have to go there. And it's just like yeah, Hook's the first challenger for Samoa Joe. Does it matter? I don't know. It's wrestling. Y'all need to calm the fuck down sometimes. As, As excitable as I am, which I am. I'm very excitable. And I love the drama and I love the mud. But this one felt like much ado about nothing.
0: And it was. A thousand percent it was. This had nothing. This was completely meaningless. And again, it just like was just gross, dumb shit that did not matter at the end of the day. So please, everyone grew up. And I mean all parties involved. Like, I mean TK, too. Like, you got to, like, really, you got to really just sometimes pick and choose the right battles. This yes. was a battle that unfortunately, oh
1: TK... Unfortunately, unfortunately, whichever one you say, TK's damn near 40. And you know what happens around 35 with adults? We quit growing. Grow, man, we're, we, we are who we are. So TK is who he is. At this point. At this point. <laughs> yes. He is he is. But who pick is. and choose your battles. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. He is who he is. So I'm never going to tell the man to change. But I have like the one adjustment I'll say, just don't go after the wrestler. Go after the company. Don't go after the wrestler.
0: 1,000%. So we'll get into Dynamite now, which took place at the Daily's place. It was the homecoming, which opened up with Claudio Castagnoli versus Hangman Adam Page. Great match to start things out. It just, I mean, both guys, Killed it. I loved having it felt Nice you know what it was like just having Hangman be able to like he Just went over to the crowd during the match and grabbed A beer like that's just classic hangman Stuff that we hadn't seen a lot of That little moment there actually meant a lot like I enjoyed seeing that again but honestly Did really good stuff the avalanche Rico uh, Rico Rico Bomb like that was reversed Into a hurricanrana scared The shit out of me like they hit It but it, it looked scary and then following that, you got two buckshot lariats in a row, and then Hangman got the pin on Claudio. Uh, they both did really, really well. Like, honestly, really good stuff in this match. Um, and it was just a really awesome way to start off the show, I thought. This was just a nice banger to open things up.
1: Dude, yeah, this was a really good match. The uh, VCC's not on a winning streak. Just the best way to put it, because I don't want to piss them off and get beat up. Uh, but yeah, the the BCC has not been winning a lot lately. So I have uh, not, no, yeah, you know, no. It's uh, so for the people out there that were kind of tired of them. I don't know who all of you are, but yeah, they they seem to be trying to uh, fix that a little bit. Um, but when I watched this match, I was like, "This is how dynamite's supposed to start. Mm-hmm. This is how you start a dynamite. This is I don't want you to start a dynamite like this every week." Like, I'm like, I feel like Will Smith and bad boys. Like, that's how you drive. No, this is how you start a dynamite. You there start you dynamite with wrestling. You start a dynamite with a banger. You start a dynamite with two people. One could win. One could lose. Have them <laughs> out there and beat the shit out of each other. And I, I loved it. I was like, okay, this is dynamite. This is dynamite. There you go. Um, and moving on, we had a highlight package where they
0: paid tribute to Mr. Brody Lee. It was a nice tribute of some of his best matches and some of his best moments, um, including him when he beat Cody for the TNT Championship. Um, Nice moments of there. And there were two matches, basically, that paid tribute to Brody Lee. The match that happened afterwards was one, uh, which was an eight-man tag that featured the international champion Orange Cassidy, Adam Copeland, Dustin Rhodes, and LFI's Preston Vance, who they had mentioned on commentary. Preston Vance and Anna Jay were basically set up as his, like, protégés and, like, the people that would, like, carry on his legacy. Uh, and uh, the, those, eight, those four men teamed up to face Lance Archer, the Mogul Embassy, Brian Cage, Bishop Khan, and Toa Leona. Uh, so that was this match, which I thought was pretty good, honestly. Like, obviously did what it needed to do. Um, I just want to say, too, this has nothing to do with the, uh, the match itself. If you haven't seen Percy Jackson and the Olympians yet on Disney Plus, because Mr. Adam Copeland is in this and he plays Ares, it is spectacular work by him. Like genuinely, like I know he's acted in the past before, but like like this dude needs to get more acting gigs like he's really, really good. And like this kind of like like it felt like kind of old school edge with him being an asshole, but also being like so charismatic and then just like, you know flip flopping. Like yeah. he, he's he felt so like, you know, traditional edge, like like so like bipolar, you know what I mean? Where he'll just be one way and then he'll just like absolutely like get that look in his eyes and you get terrified. Um great work. Just gotta say. If you haven't seen the show, it's pretty dang good and having Edge in it, playing Aries, he's great. I just have to say. Um I don't know if anybody watches disney stuff or anything like that yeah
1: i i watched it and i was just gonna bring up a point i was talking to my uh my friend tonight and she sent me a message and she was like she's like i was watching percy jackson and i was like and i looked at this guy and he's like uh he looks i was like he looks a white like edge right and he's like but he got to the end and said it was adam copeland and i was like that's that's his real name that, that's uh, it she, was, she was like, it took her about 20 seconds. She was like, I felt really dumb. Uh, but yeah. No, Edge uh, is his real name. You didn't yeah, know that? Yeah. No, he was. Uh, I thought he would. Yeah, I watched the episode last night. Thought he was uh, really good in it. I, I, let me just tell you, I felt like he was Edge. <laughs> I I like, hey, no, hey, it felt hey. such like an Edge character. Yes, it just like yeah, it felt like it he was just such a smart ass and it was I just, know, yeah. no,
0: and like my friend who was watching it the show, she sent a Snapchat. I'm like, watch out for Edge, he plays Ares, he's amazing, he's a former WWE champion and she's like, Okay, cool and she goes like, Yeah, he's kind of a dick. I'm like, Well this is a guy who literally had sex with his girlfriend after he won the world title uh literally like a day later. So like, uh-huh. she's like Oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, mid 2000s. What a time! So literally, not even that out of character. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. No. Uh, I, I, I dude, like the things he, it, it, the things he's like. Oh, that's just family. I just don't want to be like that anymore. It was just, I, I was very, I was very impressed with his uh debut because I never saw him on Vikings. I saw yeah, him no, I on... never, I never watched that show either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was another sh- Eureka, I think that's what it was called. There was another yeah, show he was on. He was on Sci-Fi. I did watch that. I actually Christian was actually made a special guest appearance, and I, was, I watched that whole series. So I'm very familiar with Edge from that. That he was a really good actor. But uh, yeah, I, I hadn't didn't see any of the Viking stuff. So yeah, I was really happy that he got the role. I hope this. I've enjoyed the series so far, so I hope it continues on. And he, yeah, he needs to book better. Yeah, more stuff. Yeah, no, I would love to see Edge do more stuff. So, but this match, uh,
0: obviously done in the memory of uh, Mister Brody Lee, um, was nice. You know, it did what it needed to do. Preston Vance got the pin, hitting the discus lariat on a Khan. So, I it it did what it was set out to do. And, and it Edge... looks
1: like we're starting something with. Maybe, uh, Lance Archer and his, uh, I think he's been, uh, rolling with the ROH group. I forgot what they're called.
0: Uh, I, uh, fuck. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. But
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like the ROH group and it looks like cause Brian cage and Lance Archer started beating on each other. So it looks like that's going somewhere. And yeah, I was I'm say... all about beat meeting me and slapping meat. So I'm, I, I, I signed me up for, uh, Lance Archer versus Brian cage.
0: Yeah, no that will that will be a lot of fun to see those guys beat the hell out of each other. So, uh, we then had a backstage segment with Bullet Club Gold. Obviously, they came out and uh, Jay White called out uh, Adam Cole and the Undisputed Kingdom. Uh, the the dynamite after it was revealed that Adam Cole was the man under the mask and he was the devil, and um, he basically said, you know, their undisputed gold, undisputed kingdom is going after all the gold, but. Whatever they do, Bullet Club Gold will do better because they then were interrupted by the trio champions, the acclaimed and daddy-ass, and they offered the ability to maybe we should combine and we should
1: team up again, to which Anthony Bowens called them the Bang Bang Scissors Gang. The With- Bang Bang Scissors Gang. I actually got a call during that, so I missed that line, so... That's a pretty good one. The bang bang I mean, bang dude, song. it's like I, 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 it
0: rhymes and it's like you know it just fits. You know what I mean? I'd like, I,
1: I, I, I I'd buy the shit out the shirt. Dude, I'm
0: telling you. Well, first of all, shout out to the Oh Scissor Me Daddy shirt, which made it made a a little bit of a viral trip on the uh, Shirts That Go Hard Twitter account. Uh, kind of got the ball rolling on that shirt because literally, uh, I think AEW released a new version of it, basically re released that shirt because it like it was starting to get traction because they were like, oh shoot. Uh people found this shirt that aren't wrestling fans, but they like, oh, it's a scissors shirt. I want that and like now all of a sudden it started like getting a lot more attention. So um yeah, like they brought that up about Bang Bang Scissors gang, which again, you make merch of it, it will sell. Jay White goes, We're not a faction, we're a gang, but we're gonna need a little bit more time to ponder that, but you guys sit by your phone. So basically he didn't say no. Which is what I like to know, but I like because if media. you
1: noticed, Austin, Austin is all about it. He's like, oh, he's yeah. all. About yeah. it. He's like, he makes more sense. He's tired of not being. Jay
0: is like, y'all can calm
1: down. Yes, yes. Uh... Dude, they put out some new shirts on Shop AEW. I wanted to throw that out there. The Adam Cole Devil shirt where it's half his face, half the devil. Yeah. Pretty fucking epic shirt. I, I thought that was really cool. And they got a Danhausen Ringer shirt. So it's basically say, the CM yeah. Punk shirt, but it's with Danhausen's face. And so uh, look it out. But yeah, they've put out a lot of... A lot of new shirts, so go ahead and check those out on Shop AW. Yeah, the Eddie Kingston ones, both the uh, the Top
0: Up Tuesday one and the Continental Crown uh, shirt they put out is pretty awesome.
1: Uh, yes. And, yeah, they've got some good ones right now. Dude, honestly, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be more uh, responsible with my spending, and it's just like they keep putting out stuff I want. I know, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like I said,
0: I already went crazy with some of the shirts. They Dude, they put out AEW polos. When I when it gets warm again and I can go golfing, yeah, like I'm getting those. Like they they're oak like not only just Adidas brand, but they also have Oakley shit. Dude, I'm like, what the fuck.
1: Yeah, they got good stuff. They got good stuff. So, yeah, uh, definitely support the site, support your favorite wrestler, yeah. support your uh, – support your – I'm, I'm, like, I'm
0: still waiting for my Swerve's house shirt to show up in the mail, dude. I'm, wait- I, I'm waiting
1: for that. I'm waiting on my Willow shirt to show up. I'll definitely. Uh, it's I've been on a kick where, I, I mean, I have 20-something FTR shirts and 20-something Cody shirts. I'm trying to show love to the people that don't get a lot of love. You know, like I don't really, I rarely, I I don't think I've really seen a willow shirt except when I, you know, I wore it. And so, with wrestlers, I'm trying to make sure that I start checking off the boxes of people that don't get the same love that everybody else do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We then move over to the AEW World Champion Samoa Joe walking out, and basically, you know, I stand before you. AW World Champion. I was destined for this. So tonight we're gonna make some changes to the championship challenge protocol. So when you're champion, uh, when you become a marked man, and I even heard a devil who makes a bad deal is looking for Samoa Joe. So here are the changes, basically. No more will you have to come out and whine on this mic about your poor misfortune. You bring your record, you bring your reputation, and you submit it to the championship committee. If you are deemed worthy, you walk out here. And have me stomp your ass in front of anybody who ever cheered you. Which is so fucking good. Uh, and then he said, a new championship area is here. Anyone who wants peace with me, your champion will be waiting. Swerve Strickland comes out. I fucking pop. And Swerve just goes basically, listen. A couple months ago, I told Hangman Page it wasn't personal because I was after his spot. And look what happened. I took his spot. So I'm reiterating the same thing to you, Joe. This isn't personal. I want that world title. I will take it. But after I take that title, and you choose to make this a personal thing, I mean, I'd be more than happy to. And then Hangman comes out. already wrestled earlier in the night, but he comes out. To which I ask, why are you here? You lost to Swerve twice. And that's literally what Swerve was screaming at him too. I beat you twice. And Hangman just proceeded to say, I'm making New Year's resolutions right now. I beat Moxley. I reunited with the elite for like all of five minutes, but I digress. Uh, and as much as you found me, Swerve, I found you. But the one thing you lost sight of was last year was the AEW, uh, last sight of last year was the AEW World Championship. And I'm making it mine in 2024. And Joe, I see you smirking. I haven't forgotten what you did to me and I'm going to take that title for it. And again, Swerve is literally screaming at this man, I beat you twice. Why the fuck are you here? Which is exactly what I would say. Why are you here? Like, get your ass behind him in the line. You are not here yet. You are not in this level. I don't need this cowboy continually getting his face where it don't belong. This is Swerve's house. Can we please keep that shit straight, please? But then, spectacular moment as these two guys are screaming at each other. Joe's all by himself in the ring. And then a spotlight appears. And it's hook. It's the hook signal. Full-on Batman, and then Hook comes out. They get face-to-face just going at each other. And then Hook just puts up one finger and says, one week. And he tells them, like, I want you next week. And they confirm it. Next week on Dynamite, we are getting Samoa Joe versus Hook for the AEW World Championship, Hook's first AEW World title match. um, And also because of the Batman thing, this match is sponsored by Suicide Squad, the video game. Uh, which is where the Batman signal came from, but also my good friend Jared, who is a massive hook fan is also the biggest Batman fan I know. So you just made him like, again, my friend Jared has now solidified. The fact that hook will forever and always be his favorite AEW wrestler. There's no one that's going to beat him. Like you literally had the bat signal for hook. Like that's, you can't beat that for him.
1: I'm figuring there's some Batman fans, or Batman uh, comic fans, in the old AEW locker room, because... Seemingly man, so, man. Yeah, and this is the second time in a week that we got an a, a AEW person with the reference to Batman. One was Jon Moxley on New, New Japan. He came out as Red Hood. Yeah, he came
0: out as Red Hood, dude, and that shit looks so sick.
1: And I and I'm looking at it, and I, I'm, I'm like, I'm talking. My wife gets up to go to work around the time that I'm watching the show, and I'm looking. I was like, Dude, John Moxley is one of the coolest, toughest-looking dudes on TV. But in his heart, he's just a big fucking nerd like the rest of us. He oh, came yeah. out as Red Hood. <laughs> like, who the fuck? <laughs> who does that? You know? <laughs> and I was like. And so I was like, "Yeah, I just thought that I thought that was cool." And then you know they had the hook signal, and I'm like, "If this is a part of his presentation, sign me the fuck up." Yeah, you, I know, know, yeah. you know, I, I like, think honestly it would be pretty damn dope if he keeps that around. Yes, if, yeah. If they want to, if they want to sign me up for the presentation. Now, the only thing about the hook presentation, this whole hook thing, that I would have done better, like. In or would have done differently, not better. I don't. I hated using the word better because better you don't know until you present it whether it's good or bad. So I don't know if it's better. Um, is I probably would have said Samoa tonight in Jacksonville. Samoa Joe would have did it like some like hey if you can last hey kid if you can last fifteen minutes with me, you get a title shot. Have Hook in him, right? Until a time limit draw, Hook gets a title shot next week. To me, that adds a layer of more sense. Even though he is 28-1. and one, But I'm just like, are any of those 28 that he beat, like, actually world titles? Right,
0: exactly. Year? Like, are we, like, if we're talking about the new rules that Joe is using for this whole championship, he's like, like yeah, that. is this weighted? Is this record at all weighted?
1: That you're like, yeah, like yeah. can
0: I just beat Brandon Cutler eighty times and the hit title? Yeah,
1: can i let's say can I yeah go out there and beat Peter Avalon and be like, yep, haven't lost the match, let's go. No, it's like it, it it has to matter. So yes, this would have been a perfect time to put like some time in the hook. Give him fifteen twenty minutes tonight. Joe doesn't beat him, then you set up the match for next week, and of yeah. course. You know, and that's that's literally my only just tweak. To,
0: just, just to give, again, yeah. a little element of reasonable doubt. You because could've... when there's nothing else in between that and the match, you don't give people time to think that,
1: oh, Hook could beat him. Because Dude. there's no,
0: like, actual images of him, like, making Joe
1: sweat. And I'll take it to a whole other level. Do the shit on Rampage. Oh my god! The show? No, no, you do it on Rampage because people don't tend to watch Rampage. Fair. Fair. (laughs) So you do it on Rampage. You have the World Champion wrestling on Rampage against one of your bigger young stars. That leads to a match on Dynamite. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. This is like this is only a few hours, so you can't be like hindsight is twenty twenty. It was like while it was happening, I was like, this would make more sense if this happened.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's. Makes all the sense in the world to me. Yes. Um. Now, we had a backstage segment with Timeless Tony Storm, and uh, of course, we weren't able to talk about the fact that last week, Diana yeah. Perazzo is officially all elite. Huge signing, dude. Huge signing for the women's division. The
1: virtuosa. I am a fan when uh in 2018 i think she was a free agent she had left wwe and she went to impact and i remember like she wanted to raise her profile before coming to aw she wanted to you know get that national tv spotlight and i think she did that and you know the fact that she got the debut in her hometown or home state of new jersey and they erupt and they were yelling diana Diana." Awesome fucking moment for her. I was so happy for her. And you know, I was me and you were talking about this. Thunder's back from injury, Serena Deebs back from injury, Diana Perazu Signs. The in-ring level of talent in AEW has just went way up. Now you got Jamie's going to be back eventually. I don't know when that is. Jamie Hayter's going to be back. And eventually you're going to u- use my favorite women's wrestler, Britt Baker. Eventually you're going to use the face of the women's division. The the fa- Jamie, yes. like, well, eventually, I guess you have to use... Brit Baker, <laughs> I'm just like, dude, that article came out where she's like, well, y'all wanted less of me. I'm like, who the fuck wanted less of you? Yeah, I don't know I who mean, you're talking I to. was about to say, if you listen to All Things Elite, I was saying we needed more of you and you needed to win. <laughs> so, All Things Elite, this show. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Big fan of them using her more. Also more. big fan of Serena
0: Deeb. Very glad Dude, that I she's I wanted you to
1: be about. the devil, Brit. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, wanted, I want a lot of Brit in the, on my show. And Serena Deeb, one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. I even said if there was, at, at the time, if there was a female member of the Blackpool Combat Club or they decided to do a female wing, it should be ran by Serena Deeb. mean. She's the most Blackpool Combat Club wrestler, not in, Black, not in Blackpool Combat Club in AEW. But, yeah, there's some news on that I'll cover in the notes later. But, uh, no, I, I fucking love Serena Deev, And, you know, yeah, so I'm happy she's back, too. And healthy, healthy, that's the most important thing. Thunder, me, yes. uh, Thunder and Serena, you know, they're ha- back and healthy, you know, back and healthy. And they're going to do nothing but elevate the women's division. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. And moving from what we were talking about, yeah, with
0: Deanna Purrazzo, uh timeless Tony Storm was talking about uh, Deanna Purrazzo, basically. But then uh, Mariah May asked, you know, obviously, oh, you know, that was where I made my debut last week where when Deanna Perrazzo interrupted me. Did you see my match? And Tony was like, ah, uh, I was such a screener, but I didn't see a single frame. Like, I'm sure, you know – yeah, next thing you do, you know, do do a nice little arm drag, you know, like stuff. Do something like that, basically. And
1: she, like the random Wendy Richter thing? <laughs> yeah, she was out of
0: fucking nowhere. It, it, and then, it, broke, like,
1: could, it broke Renee. It broke yeah, Renee.
0: No, Renee was dying, and then, like, Mariah in the back, like, she's just doing the biggest pouty face, I know. Because if she was, like, actively just being, like, normal, I think she would have cracked, too. But then Tony was like, you know, that name... Deanna Purrazzo. That sounds familiar. All these women coming after my title. I feel like the prettiest girl at the dance. Luther, set me up with this, Deanna. I'm going to get to the bottom of this, basically. And, again, Tony Storm is my queen, 1,000%. Uh, very funny. Um, I'm I, Again, the signing of Deanna parazo hopefully AEW locking down uh, mercedes Monet uh, will continue to excite me even more for the women's division. I think this thing has just only the potential to make AEW's women's division so much better, and just keep that steady incline of just the talent, the work rate, the wrestling, everything's going to get so much better, I feel like.
1: Yep, and it's like, you're either going to step up to the level of the new talent, or you're going to get stepped on. It's one of the the other. One of those, yeah.
0: Yeah. So then we had uh, one half of the AW World Tag Team Champions, Ricky Starks, face off against Sammy Guevara, and this match was set up because uh, on the next Battle of the Belts, uh, they're going to have Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho faced Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Um, can I say to, and this is on Saturday, it's going to be a street fight as well, um, this is genuinely, like, if I was to put my money on a Battle of the Belts match where a title would actually change hands, I would put my money on this match. Like, genuinely. I think this could be one of the first Battle of the Belts matches in years.
1: Where a title changes hands. And the idea that it could change hands excites me. That's that's what exactly. excites me. It's that it, it could change hands. That's all I want. I need reasonable uh, ideas that uh, reasonable, like, expectations of a... Reasonable uh, doubt. Yeah, yeah, like, when, when you do a false finish, I want to believe it, you know? That's what it comes down to. When you hit the move that should have been, I need to believe it. And if it's like, if I don't think the other person's going to win, yeah, that doesn't happen. So in this case, yeah, I have no idea who's going to win. No, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, But these guys put on a damn
0: good match. Uh, What the, like, Sammy got dropped on the goddamn apron out, like, with something. I can't remember what it was. But he got dropped on the apron, and it looked fucking brutal. It looked like his face collided with the apron. Um, there was a great moment where Sammy tried to go for a moonsault, but Ricky basically knocked him in the face with his boot. Um, these guys did some really good stuff, uh, but eventually Sammy gets out of the way of the spear, knees him in the chin, which also looked pretty fucking ow, and then he gets a nice little thrust kick, he rolls him up with an inside cradle, wasn't a great looking inside cradle, it was honestly kind of a weird looking one, but regardless, inside cradle, he gets the pin, match was pretty damn good. Uh, then Sammy tries to offer his hand to Ricky to, you know, shake hands. He does big bill, then immediately blindsides him. And then Ricky is just like, hey, this kid's fucking stupid as he like, you know, yeah, I shook your hand, but fuck you. As he starts kicking him down, uh, which is great. And then Chris Jericho comes out and, uh, comes out with Floyd, the bat chases them out and hits a code breaker and big bill. And they, uh, fight all each other, and then also while this whole thing is happening, Ricky and Sammy are still beating the hell out of each other, so now you have everything that's leading up to the street fight for the tag titles on Battle of the Belts that will be this Saturday. Um, This was solid, I thought. This was pretty damn good. Um, The one thing I will say, too, they actually did the right thing with Jericho's music. They skipped to the fucking pre-chorus after the intro and then, like, led into the chorus so people could get the Judas singing over with. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. normally they would just get through the the first verse, which drags. I'm sorry, it drags. Like when it gets to the "Embrace by the Darkness," like I know, I know the chorus is coming up, so we can do the singing quicker. Because Jericho's entrance is so long because you have to get through the first verse and the chorus.
1: Yes, and they did it right because it was a run-in. It wasn't a exactly. Sing, it wasn't a sing-along with Jericho yeah. moment.
0: No, exactly. It's I appreciated that. Um, like, just a small little thing like that honestly made, made like, you know, it, it's something in the production level that, like, I'm very anal about. But, it, like, you know, I'm glad they did it. I'm just, I enjoyed it. But I'm excited for the, uh the like I said, the tag match on Battle of the Belts. I think that, like I said, if I were to put money on a tag, on, on a uh, title match on a Battle of the Belts show where the belts could change hands, that would be my one. And, again, like I've said before, if you're going to call a show Battle of the Belts, you need titles to change hands. Otherwise, what the fuck is this show? Um, so, yeah. Moving on, we had the other uh, Brody Lee tribute match, which was the eight women tag match, which had Anna Jay, uh, Chris Statlander, Thunder Rosa, and Willow Nightingale face off against the TBS champion Julie Hart, Sky Blue, Ruby Soho, and Soraya. Two things. One, Chris Statlander coming out and then having the guy who's had the sign that says, let Stokely Hathaway manage you. But then he she lowers the sign and it's Stokely Hathaway holding it and then he she lower she puts it back up, so fucking funny, so funny. This whole ordeal of just like and he she slapped the shit out of him uh, on rampage uh, with this whole ordeal. Like I love this because again Stokely is just fantastic. Uh, so the fact that he is simping hardcore for uh, Chris Statlander and wants to manage her uh it's very entertaining i enjoy it heavily um and then like i said the uh, addition of uh da- of uh danny on uh the outcasts which is, yeah uh, she uh she very much uh is like like obviously ruby Soho is not happy about it and she's just kind of like i don't know what else to say but she's crazy like but also has her boobs out like crazy like it's like i don't know what to say she's like She's just psychotic, but then also, like, you can't look away from her. Like, I don't know. It's, like, kind of like, like, uh, what was, uh, sorry, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, it's blanking on me, but, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Green's character, Beautiful uh, Mess. yeah, Beautiful Mess. Yeah, yes. That's kind of what it reminded me of a little B- bit. But I, like, I, more so, like, psych, psycho beautiful.
1: Kinda. Yeah. I got to give something to Harley Cameron.
0: Harley Cameron, yeah.
1: She tells a lot of story with just her facial expressions. Yeah. She doesn't really have to say anything. She has this. Her eyes are really kind of big, so you know he. You know her eyes are big, so she tells a lot, like an overexpression that crazy look she does really well. Uh, and I think she, you know, she definitely adds to this. And it was just like she was on there. And I've always been like that. If you got people there, use them. Figure out a way to use them. And I, just, I think she's doing really great in the role. So um, I did like. I don't know if y'all know this on the the good, the, the, the face team, Thunder, Chris, and Willow all wore the same color. They stuck with the, yeah, they the actually, yeah. And, and then Anna J said, I'm Anna J. Fuck. And she just, you know, came out. And I'm doing, own. I'm wearing my and, dark and, order stuff. Yeah, bro. yeah. She's doing her own thing. And then, so I just, I did like that, that, you know, they were on the team. So they kind of geared up together. It, I thought that was cool. Um, maybe that leads to them tagging up more. Um, yeah, but you know, it ended kind of how you thought it was going to end at the beginning. You yeah. know, you know, and, 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 and it, it was a nice tribute, the whole night, very nice tribute to Brody Lee. Uh, uh shout out to him. You know, it, he just you know rest in peace, all that stuff. Because I mean, he was important part of a thousand percent. He was yes. an important part of the uh of that era where you know they couldn't go anywhere and fans couldn't be anywhere. So it was just like. He, he debuted in front of no one, you know, and, and, you know, he told a lot with his body, his work, and everything, and he left a last impression on AEW. So, absolutely, uh, yeah. I think he deserved it. We miss it. him every single day. Absolutely, he deserved it.
0: Yeah, so these tribute matches did everything we, we wanted from it. Uh, Yuta, Wheeler Yuta, had some words for Eddie Kingston basically saying, like, you didn't beat me in the Continental Classic because I was busy on Rampage. And the Continental Crown is something that I want, so bring it on Rampage. So we get Wheeler Utah versus Eddie Kingston uh, for the Continental Continental, uh, Crown, which is awesome. I think that'll be a really good match. And
1: it's on Rampage! And it's on Rampage, Rampage. Rampage. yes. So you gotta watch Rampage this week. No, don't go look up the results. Watch it. Yeah, watch it. Actually watch it. We then had the Undisputed Kingdom come
0: out, uh, a a match with... uh, Roger Strong facing the bounty hunter Brian Keith. Uh, honestly, match that I felt went a little too long. Kind of wanted it to be a little bit more dominant, in my opinion. But that's just me. But it was still a squash match that had a little bit more action from Brian Keith, who looked good. Uh, and then they, they seem
1: very high on Brian Keith. I mean, he's traveling. Way, he's yes. traveling with them, you know. So yeah, exactly. they seem very high on Brian Keith. But I just. I, I don't do the thing where he loses too much. Throw him a match on Rampage. Throw him a match somewhere where he can get some wins. Because, you know, honestly, if you're on national TV every week losing, guess what you become? A loser. You become a chopper. Yeah. So, you know, give him a, give him some wins.
0: Yeah. I'm all for that. Adam Cole then proceeds to get on his chair while the Undisputed Kingdom is by him. And he goes, when I said this place was going to change, I meant it. Because so many people are concerned about earning your respect, earning the fans' respect. We do not care about you guys. We do not want to earn anything from you because we already deserve it. Roderick is a 20-year veteran, and as far as I'm concerned, the International Championship already has Roddy's name on it. And then Taven and Bennett, not only the greatest World Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, but they are your current Ring of Honor Tag Champions. They've never gotten the credit they deserve. And then, of course, you got the Don, the monster, the dominator, Wardlow, one of the most physical, vicious men in uh, AEW, now that Wardlow's surrounded by people who actually care about him and respect him, when the time is right, we are going to win the world championship. Because again, he's in another situation where he will win the title, but then he's going to give it to me, Adam Cole. And he said, boys and girls, say hello to your new home, or should I say your new kingdom, and get comfortable because we will be here for a very long time. Um Adam Cole getting back into his heel shit. Like I said, I love it. Adam Cole is so, like I I said, we've we've enjoyed. This is Adam Cole. Cole. Yeah. But but this is this is the thing with Adam Cole. It genuinely feels more normal to me that he's an asshole on TV and a nice, good little boy on Twitch. Like you, you know the split. Having him nice all the time is fine. I enjoy it, but I like the split where you see him on TV and you're like, yeah, Adam Cole is a dick. He does all these mean things, blah bloody blah, blah, blah. But then he's so cool and nice when he's playing games on Twitch. You know what I mean? So I like that. I like having that back. Um, and he's spectacular in this role. Obviously, I hope that his foot continues to heal up because uh, I do want him to actually do physical things with the Kingdom. But having the, the the undisputed Kingdom do all his dirty work continues to really be good. And again, since he was the mastermind wearing the devil mask the whole time, it makes sense at this point in time. Um, but I do hope that he's able to be healthy enough
1: to do physical stuff. Absolutely. Completely agree. Um yeah, um, I'm looking I'm so looking forward to when he's absolutely available. But I hope everyone noticed Warrior didn't come out wearing the Undisputed Kingdom shirt, looked completely disinterested in everything that was going on. The yeah. Undisputed Kingdom is a necessary evil for him. That is it. Yes.
0: It is a means to an end.
1: Yes. So it's
0: again, he, he, he does not give a shit about this. All he's around people that cares about uh, that care about him. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing this again. I already yeah, know. It yeah. Is. Yeah. He's not making that mistake twice. Uh, the virtuosa Diana Peraza was interviewed by Renee Paquette and said, I have my sights set on the AW women's world champion. If she doesn't want to pretend and she wants to pretend she doesn't know who I am, it's fine. Uh, she's going to be reminded when I make my debut on collision, to which Red Velvet comes out and says, I'll be making my debut on Collision as well. And I say, get in the ring with me and we can stir it up. So we get Red Velvet versus Diana Perrazzo for her first AEW match. I'm very excited to watch that. Then we'll go ahead real quickly and get into the main event of Dynamite, which is a tornado tag match between Darby Allin and Sting. And the Don Callis family featuring Kanosuke Tikeshita, Powerhouse Hobbs, with Jim Ross on commentary, and the Nature Boy Ric Flair out. Accompanying Sting and Darby Allen, uh, this match was nuts. Honestly, uh, Darby being swung like a fucking like t- seesaw and being thrown in the air while he spins thirty times and then hits his head head on the fucking ropes was absolutely insanity. Absolutely ridiculous. Like I couldn't. Like it was one of those things. I'm just like, what the hell? Like what is going on? Like the fact that that happened. Um, and then there's a point where he got the, 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 the Takeshita role in, in the German suplex role and then a German suplex afterwards. Literally thought he landed on his head. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and uh, Sting were battling each other all throughout the arena. And then eventually they're on the stage right by the fans, and there are two tables by ringside. And he grabs him for the Scorpion Death Drop and fucking throws him through it. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, Sting. Like, Sting continuing doing this stuff. Like, I know we're getting close to him being fully done, but still, at this point in his career, it still freaking terrifies me every time he does stuff like this. It's like absolute madness every time he does these crazy spots. Um, But it was great. Um, And then there's a point where Darby Allen flies through the ring ring ropes and, like, crashes into Hobbs. uh, And then eventually, as the match goes on, uh, uh, Sting uh, Like I said after he does the scorpion death drop Through the tables he then grabs Hobbs And he pins Hobbs in the ring For the victory and That's a big win for Sting and Darby Allen and they get interviewed Real quick afterwards basically being like hey Sting so we know that you're going to end your career At Revolution but who Will your opponents be And that's when the Young Bucks come out With these It's a super
1: moves. kick party yeah. awful
0: mustaches
1: did you and notice the black and white the sting yes. the sting yeah
0: i saw that see to me i'm a stupid youtube guy i thought saw it as unis honest you're not gonna know what that is but maybe some people do i saw that as unis honest
1: oh yeah, yeah i just took it as they were wearing sting colors. the black and white colors, <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah
0: it seems like our match took Close out Sting's career will be Sting and Darby Allen versus the Young Bucks. Let me just say, I'm so excited for that. I think that will be a damn good match. Me personally, I don't know, but me personally, I kind of wanted it to be Sting versus Darby Allen.
1: Same That's me. just me. Yes, I
0: know it's kind of tough to have Sting do singles matches. I, I get that, you know. But that's just kind of what I wanted, because I felt like Sting giving back to Darby, like having him be his final match, and then Sting would go out on his back, Darby gets the win, and then, you know, great celebration of, of Sting's unbelievable career as, you know, the guy that he broke in with AEW, like Sting and Darby Allen were always linked. Always. Like, those two were inseparable. And having them wrestle to close things out, I genuinely thought that's the way I want. Young bucks versus Sting and Darby Allen will be great. It's not what I personally wanted, but it will be great. But for the love of God, can these guys stop being the absolute biggest piece of shit? I You guess.
1: You're you're going to be shocked to find this out. I mean, you're, I'm like I'm going to blow your mind. You might ahead, just tell me. you might just hang up because this me, is going to shock you and blow you. I wanted it to be FTR. Oh my god, I can't believe it. <sighs> it's in Greensboro, North Carolina. I mean, yes. Who represents North Carolina harder than FTR? I know, I know. I mean, come on. That I mean, like, uh, yeah. Uh, no, like, who represents North Carolina harder than FTR? It's like that would have fit more for
0: me too. Like I said, yeah,
1: like and like, and somebody, I uh, Matt Kuhn, my guy Matt Coon, said the same thing. And everybody's like, they already had a match. I mean, do we, do we, do we have a rule? Is there is. Is there a rule that I didn't know about, uh, Austin, that uh, people only can wrestle wrestle once? Yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't think that's how that works.
1: Yeah. Is is, is, is this a a rule that somebody threw out there? Oh, they can't wrestle again. And it actually makes more sense because who won the Sting? If y'all remember who won the Sting in Darby match versus FTR? Sting and Darby. FTR says, hey, we can't let you retire with the win up on us. Boom! There's your match. Exactly. Simple. And also, doing Wrestling, it in North Carolina, like
0: that's FTR country, yeah. and like we want, we have so much respect for you. We would be honored to be your final match.
1: Wrestling is not hard. <laughs> you know, not, it, 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 and, the people try to make it overly complicated. It's indeed, not and hard.
0: Listen, do, do people want to know my actual <laughs> thoughts about this because I'll piss a lot of people off about it. But I yeah. can let you know my actual thoughts. This sounds to me like the Young Bucks want street cred for being Sting's last match, and it's not because of like it makes the most sense. They want to be the guys to be known as we wrestled Sting in his final match, which is completely fine. Like I said, who wouldn't want that? But to me, it seems like selfish decision. It, 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 it sounds I mean, like the EVPs wanted to be Sting's last match, whether it made sense or not.
1: I honestly will say this. I will reserve judgment until I hear what Sting wanted to do. If, he wanted, if he wanted him to be them, then I think Sting should have been able and to pick whatever. And that
0: could have a 1,000% been the case. Like yeah, I said, like, I'm just speculating. Like, I don't like, know
1: shit. Who haven't we wrestled? Oh, the Young Bucks. Cool. Let's do it. You know? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I don't know. Uh You don't know what. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know what the right decision was. You know what no, I mean? No, and again, it's like I said, the it right decision be. the right decision is Ric Flair. Ric Flair can't do it. He no, just physically That's the right decision. Greensboro, North Carolina, Sting versus Ric Flair. That was what started off. Greenboro, North Carolina, Sting versus Ric Flair, that's what ends it off. That that's the match. We can't do it. I, can't, Rick no, Flair can not wrestle. Did you see him just trying to get in and out of the ring? Dude, I'm telling the, yeah. you, I was terrified he was going to fall. Yes, and it was like, no. Uh, no, I, 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 lo- I, lo- I mean, come on. I love Rick Flair. And, you know, all other stuff aside, you can't take away from how, ha- like, none of that, what I've learned in my adult can take away from him being one of the foundations no. of me being a wrestling fan. So. But, dude, dude, I don't even want him doing what he did tonight. Like, no. <laughs> I want him to be home. I want him to be yeah. home like no, I said, no, it's no, been no, nice no. to
0: have it. Like, I know it's nice to have him around and, you know, yes. he's basically there just to he wants to be there for Sting's final run. It, I get that. I, I, I'm, I'm completely
1: fine with it. But I want him to be home. Pro Wrestling him owes him everything. Away. Like, owes him everything. Don't get me yes. wrong. But, like, what I saw tonight just made me sad. <laughs> I don't oh. want to be sad when I'm watching this.
0: God, yes. like... <laughs> and again, like I said, just closing things out, like I said, I don't know anything. And I'm just telling you the way that it felt to me. Like I said, this could have very well been what Sting wanted to close it out with. But to me, it seems like the EVPs wanted just to be known as the guys that wrestled Sting final, in, their, in his final match. That's what it felt like to me. It's mm-hmm. a very pessimistic way of looking at it, but that's the way that it feels to me. Yes. Because otherwise... I don't get the reason why. Like it just, there's no connections between these guys. There's nothing. Like even with Darby, like there's no connection there. I feel like um, there's more with FTR, and again, there's more. It feels more of a close-off match if it's a singles match between Darby and Sting. That's the kind of way that I wanted it to be. And then I have to go on Twitter and see Brandon Cutler tweet- tweeting about like uh, sources are telling me locker room morale is incredibly high up now that the young bucks are back everyone's hugging and high-fiving and i'm just like shut the
1: fuck up oh that's dude. tongue-in-cheek i mean i know i'm that's just like tongue-in-cheek shut the and fuck up. does he has been doing it since they left so and i hated it ever yeah, since no it's tongue-in-cheek
0: and i can hate on brandon cutler because i don't care about brandon
1: cutler no disrespect I, I don't care Two jobs cutler i love that guy uh two check cutler i love that guy he was being funny. I know. And there's what the is. there's the
0: yin and yin. there's the yin and the yang. That's the set. That that's Floyd. That's yeah, his side the, of things. Oh God,
1: no! Like my for, like it was funny. Uh, I I will t- always tell this story. I I go in uh, to uh, double or nothing, the first double or nothing at Starcast Two, and everybody's like, "Who's are you gonna go to And I was like, the first person I'm meeting is Brandon Cutler." And they're like, why? I'm like, oh, Brandon Color's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, you, like, know mean? do you not see it? And I'm like, I love Brandon Color. So he's he's actually the first person, my AEW uh, turnbuckle pad. He was the first person to sign it. That's awesome, and yeah. I I'm, I I love that for you. I don't care about him. Yeah, and seeing I, him I, constantly I I mean, tweet he,
0: and seeing him constantly tweet and just being the parrot for the Bucks. Like I said, in character, it works. Very well in character in kayfabe it works very well at pissing me off. So I worked myself into a
1: shoot if you want to say it like that. No, it's it's hilarious because like I said I I understand it's like with him it's like you know. I you know I always I would fuck with people too because he's like you only got the job because of the Young Bucks you're only there because of the Young Bucks blah 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 and it's just no like, and he has every right yeah, to clap back yeah. yeah so he comes back and he fucks with people and it's it's kind of brilliant but um yeah no um I, I I think he's I think he's hilarious I don't really have a problem with it being the Young Bucks in the tag team because I like the Young Bucks don't get me wrong they I mean it'll be good reset good build to that. Don't don't get me wrong. They uh, I think Hangman and them set up the oh we're gonna do mustaches thing. I I get it. I don't like them. And yeah, uh, but no. that,
0: that's the least of my worries. Honestly, no no, no,
1: no, no. The mustache is the most important thing that happened tonight. Those are terrible mustaches. They're, they need to get awesome. rid of them. They need to get rid of them. No, uh, no, uh, that's yeah. If if I'm gonna do the wrestling, fan blows up at something small. The Young Bucks need to get rid of their mustaches. <laughs> no, Fair enough. Fair enough. No, but uh, I'm looking forward to Sting. I, I'm looking forward to what he does. The thing about the Young Bucks is if you if you say anyone is good at anything in this world, the Young Bucks are really good at making people look good. You know, when Always. they want to turn on and make you look amazing, you're going to go- look amazing.
0: Yeah. No, a thousand percent. Like...
1: It will be a great match
0: and all that kind of stuff. It's not what I personally wanted, but it's. But I'm not saying that it won't be a banger. I think it will be a great way to close it out, just not the way that I would have done it is all I'm saying. And I'm pissy, and the Young Bucks annoy me. That's just how it is. I like them, and the, re- and the things they do that annoy me makes it even harder for me to like them. But I still like them, so I'm just trying to make that as clear as seemingly possible. But that is everything that we had for AEW Dynamite. Real quickly, before we go ahead and talk about some other real quick things, I want to go through what was announced for Rampage. Um, Like we said, we're going to have the match between uh, Yuta and Eddie Kingston for the Continental Crown, which is going to be awesome. Uh, And then were there any other Rampage matches that were announced as well? I think there was a good amount, honestly, that were... Uh, there, yeah, I, th- I was gonna say, I think there was a good enough, a good amount of things that were announced for Rampage, uh, and then of course we're gonna have Julia Hart versus Anna J on Battle of the Belts on Saturday for uh, the TBS Championship, and then we're gonna have the tag match between Jericho and Sammy versus Big Bill and uh, Big Bill and Ricky Sarks. Um, I think there was a couple other things that were announced on Rampage. I didn't see them, and they haven't tweeted them about.
1: So, yeah, there's oh, that. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to but get quiet. Were you muted? Yes. Eddie Kingston versus Willa Yuta. Swerve Strickland versus Matt Sydal. Hikaru Shida versus uh, Queen Nada. The, uh, the Dark Order versus Matt and Angelo Parker, and Jake Hager. I just went literally, all I did was just pull up the actual spoilers for Friday. And I just <laughs> those are the well, matches thank you that. very much. <laughs> those are the matches that happened. Thank you. Um, so there's that for
0: Rampage. Uh, we actually are going to go through a real quick recap because there was a lot of AEW presence on Wrestle Kingdom 18. Uh, we already talked a little bit about it with Moxley and his amazing Red Hood uh, costume. Um, I will just say firmly, as somebody who um, saw bits and pieces of Wrestle Kingdom, but the one thing I made sure to seek out was Daniel Okada. This was the match that we wanted at... at uh, Forbidden Door.
1: Yeah. I mean, this, yeah. Was, this was
0: everything we expected
1: at Forbidden I Door that would have been there if Danielson didn't get hurt. I don't care what anybody says. It's the best wrestling match I've seen this year. Yes.
0: <laughs> Every time we get to a Wrestle Kingdom, I get to say that. And <laughs> God damn it, dude. Those guys. Best match I've seen all year. We're 11 days into the year. Uh, But no, I mean, Danielson Okada, please watch that match. It is so fucking good. Like, it's like a crime of how good it is. Like, seriously. And again, it just reaffirms that, like, if Danielson didn't get hurt, that match at Forbidden Door 2 would have been spectacular if he didn't get hurt. But it was unfortunate that it did. But I'm glad that we have this match. This is the true Danielson Okada match.
1: Hoping that forbidden door rubber match,
0: rubber match.
1: Let's go, Whoa, boys! Yes. No. Um. No. Um. Uh, I thought this was great. And go watch the entrances to the oh, yeah. o- other guy, which was John Moxley. Oh, first Okada's entrance was amazing. I I don't even want to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it. But Okada's entrance was amazing. But go watch the triple threat that Moxley was in, uh, with Mox, uh, David Finley, and Will Ospreay. Uh, Mox, uh, Mox. Of course, I, I already said the Red Hood thing, but you need to see it on yourself. And then uh, Will Osprey uh, uh, got uh, got uh, permission from the creators of Assassin's Creed, and he came out as an Assassin's Creed character. Yes. So again, as cool as they are, as athletic as they are, they're all fucking nerds, just like us. Thousand percent. Also, <laughs> side note. Shout out, uh, shout out, uh, Dolph Ziggler.
0: He's in New Japan. Fucking Nick uh, Nemeth. Good Nick to see Nick Nemeth.
1: It. Yeah, the Nemeth brothers showed up. They are United. Out, and shout out to my boy, JR, who was at the show. He has done oh, yeah. something in wrestling that I have not done.
0: He's been to a Wrestle Kingdom.
1: Yeah, and I know a lot of people have. And, uh, shout out to JR. He made the pilgrimage. Uh, uh I think this was Wrestle Kingdom 18. Yes, right. It was 18. So I've I told the wife uh, that I'm shooting for WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom 20. There you go. Yes, yeah, 2026. I, I want to be. Do um, so you want to run through real quick all the other AEW appearances in uh, Wrestle
0: Kingdom? That was it.
1: The, oh, those were the, 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 the
0: those were two. Okay, I didn't know for sure because, like I said, I didn't watch much much of the yeah. other show. And that's why uh, I was... of the full show. I saw Moxley's uh,
1: triple threat, and I saw the Okada uh, Danielson match. And that, that was, was one and thing the, from that show that I had to seek out. And that was my joke, that uh, Blackpool Combat Club hasn't been doing a lot of winning. Oh, no. Yeah, because Mox uh, Mox and Danielson lost that night. Claudio lost. I don't think Blackpool Combat Club has won a match this year. I don't believe so either. Yeah. Crazy. How are you going to call you to your young boy? He's the the only one that didn't know winning. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying.
0: Uh, But that is uh, our little uh, Wrestle Kingdom AEW stuff um oh now, and for a
1: full Wrestle kingdom review make sure you yes. go to check out keeping strong, strong style with young boy i listened i listened to the preview and the review every year and I'm, I'm not saying i don't listen to the show through the year but those are too much listens they also had their award show their AEW year-end award show this week make sure you check that out too Yes, keeping it strong style for New Japan
0: reviews and content. You will never be disappointed listening to those guys. They will do significantly better than myself uh, when it comes to New Japan because there's only so much wrestling I have time for in the day. So those guys have New Japan on lock. Yes. Uh, finally, we're going to close things out with our top five live events in AEW history, Continuing our uh, starting off our five-year AEW uh, top five stuff that we're going to be doing throughout the year. Uh, so we have our top five live events that we have attended in AEW history ranked uh so, how do you want to do this floyd do you want to go five like each of us trade off a number yeah, or you yeah each
1: of us score? go trade off a number and let's go five to one okay do you want to open it up all right my number five uh it, it, it if you know me it doesn't shock you at all aew full gear 2020 um uh i my two favorite tag teams in the world uh still to this day are ftr and the young bucks it was it, it's one and two now but it was like one a and one b back then and ever since the tweet started that you know one day we're going to wrestle and the world will rejoice that had been my dream match and it was like above all that was my dream match i think it was that and cody versus triple h at wrestlemania one of these matches we know is never going to happen but um uh this match uh yeah Uh, I had decided I had been to all the pay-per-views for AW and I had decided that I was going to, uh, skip full gear and about two weeks, three weeks before it, they said, uh, FTR versus young Bucks. I looked at my wife, uh, my wife, because we had, yeah, we hadn't been married long, but I looked at her and it says FTR versus young Bucks, And she was like, so when are you leaving? (laughs) <laughs> and it was that simple. And, yeah, so I got to be there for that match. It was like, there is, there's not a lot that's just, like, a lot of wrestling is super important to me. It was super important that I be there for that match. Uh, I don't remember a lot of show. So I believe, like, Cody lost the title to Darby at that show. But... Ah, uh, yeah, it, TNT title it, it, Yeah, FTR and the Young Bucks, though, they, they did the match. And I didn't care who won. It was... Celtics gear Lakers gear it was literally everything to me so uh yeah uh that's that's my number five
0: all right I will say my number five honestly is a flip-flop it could be this it could be the other thing uh so I'll real quick I have an honorable mention and it's double or nothing 2022
1: okay uh my honorable that's mention, my honorable mention my honorable mention is the original all-in Okay, because I didn't,
0: the, I didn't know, I didn't know if we
1: counted that. I, I the only reason that's why it's an honorable mention. It would have made my top five if I was actually counting it. Yes, I wanted to yes. give it to honorable mention because it was kind of the, uh, it was kind of the pilot for AEW. Yeah. And so, that would be my, that would be my uh, other uh, honorable mention. Yeah, but uh, the reason
0: I would have honor this also be one is a double or nothing twenty twenty two.
1: This could easily
0: swap in with my number five pick at any given point. Reason why double or nothing twenty twenty two? A CM Punk won the world title. Problem is that match is tainted because of, you know why. Uh, But also, I got to meet one of my best friends for the first time ever that weekend, and that's my good friend Jared O'Brien. Love that dude to death. He lives in California. I live in Michigan. We met online. I met him through his YouTube channel. We connected on social media. We've been talking for years and then there was a time where it worked out where I was like, hey, we're going to the show in Vegas. If you can make the trip, I know it's not a long trip for you since you're in Cali. Uh, do you want to go to the show together? You've never been to an AEW show. like Let's make this happen. And we did. Uh, we all hung out. You got to meet him as well. I mean, dude is like one of the most genuine, amazing dudes that I know. Like that dude is like – he's like – we talk about day ones. That's a day one for me. I, I, I love that dude to death. Being able to meet him, honestly, was better than the show itself, which the show was spectacular. Like Double or Nothing 2022 was really, really good um, and has only taken a bit, bit of a damper because of outside bullshit. Um, but meeting him like at that show is a reason why it's one of my favorites because, like I said, enjoying it with him was incredible.
1: I had so much fun with it. Your, mu- your music knowledge will go up. Forty percent from what it is, whether you consider yourself a novice or expert, just by being around Austin and Jarrett together, dude. It, I mean, like, it's like so much deep, music, dude. It's crazy. Deep, deep cuts. It's not like popular stuff. Oh, it's yeah. like you learn when you're around them, like through osmosis. You might not even care what they're saying, but it's just. Uh, I always say this: is the universal language of passion. And they love music, so yeah, yeah, no, and
0: that that dude like has such a vast knowledge, I mean obviously his dad is uh literally a rap legend. I won't get into it, but uh he he's he's in the culture and like all that kind of stuff, and i mean there's there's no dude that I know that like has more love and, and admiration for music than that guy, um even if he is a dirty John Cena fan. anyways, uh <laughs> my actual number five, real quick, all out 2019. I mean, that one was a blast uh, for multitude of matches. Uh, obviously, Kenny Omega and Pac healed <laughs> it. Uh, and
1: you sat behind some people that you knew, too. I did, yeah, yes. I yeah. did
0: sit behind y'all. I mean, that was our first time on hard cam, dude. That's a, that's one of the reasons, actually, it's number five. Like, I can know that, like, I was on hard cam the entirety of that show. And, like, I can load up the AEW video game, and they have, like, the, eight, like, the moments in AEW history that they'll go through when you play the – Uh, career mode and uh, like when it shows the first AEW world champion being crowned with Jericho you see us right there so like literally like I'm in an AEW video game because I was on hard cam for the entirety of All Out 2019 which again was an amazing show Um, still was the best presentation of Sean Spears in his entire AEW career I stand by that firmly Uh, and uh, that match was awesome even though I thought Sean should have won that's just me but Cody was awesome in that match uh, but it was a blast. That show was so much fun. And like I said, it felt like the sequel to All In for me. And the fact that we were hard camped the entire time was amazing. Um, and also being there for Orange Cassidy's debut was fucking awesome. Uh, especially since we saw him at uh, Two Cup Stuff at GCW literally like the night or two before. So I literally
1: that... had no idea who that man was. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Had no, no I, we
0: were going bananas. You can see us jumping up and down behind him when they cut a close-up to him so that's my number five all out 2019 uh
1: my number four aew dynamite one uh washington dc uh when the 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 pyro goes off and cody comes out you see a big excited black man right there uh, uh i think uh i think that was me and tiffany's first trip together as friends uh, uh, we went, uh, we, she flew in from her city. I flew in from mine. We went to show with Dave, my friend, Josh, it was just a great time. And it was just like, this is like, like I'd been to the pay-per-views, but this was major league. This was prime time television, uh, TNT, you know, I didn't get to go a lot of nitros cause you know, back then I was broke. So I, you know, got to start over with AEW, uh, fun night uh, formation of an inner circle, debut of Proud and Powerful. Uh um, I believe Jake Hager too. Jake Hager and Proud I'm and Powerful sure, yeah. debuted. Uh it was a big night. It was everything. I think John Moxley put Kenny Omega through a uh, like a like a table in the back, like a glass table in the back. It was
0: Yeah, no, I remember uh, that.
1: Yeah. One of uh, yeah, it was a great night. A great night. And I'll never forget it that I was at that show.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a great one. My number four is Forbidden Door One. Uh, Forbidden Door One was such a huge like just moment in time in wrestling. Being back at the United Center, that place was packed and it was loud. Uh, the debut of Claudio Castagnoli, all of these talented guys that I had seen on New Japan. This was only my second New Japan show I'd ever seen. Like that was New Japan was on the billing. My first one was G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden. Uh, so seeing all these guys, seeing Will Ospreay, and I got to be, like, basically ringside for a Will, Will Ospreay match with him and OC, who fucking tore it down. Like, I loved that match. Sting jumping off the fucking stage onto uh, the Young Bucks and, like, Bullet Club. Bullet Club Young Bucks, I loved. Um, and, dude, that that show was just filled with so much excitement. First ever crossover show for AEW New Japan. Uh And it just felt like a huge moment. Like it really felt like a moment and being able to be there for that. And like, it was so much fun. That show was a blast.
1: Yeah. Amazing show. And when you, it's not on my list, but when you see the show, hear the shows that are on my list, you will completely understand why that one didn't make my list. So my number three, AEW rampage, number two, the first dance. There it is. Um, yeah. CM Punk. Uh, we were, I'm literally scheduled to be in Chicago a week from then, and all the buzz comes down that it's gonna be there. See Austin, Sydney sit next to Jeremy. Uh, uh, yeah, Will's there. CM Punk literally jumps on. Right there, uh, in our group, and you see me on camera. Uh, yeah, it was amazing, and it was a moment that I'll never forget in wrestling. I mean, I don't, like, I don't remember the rest of the show. I don't. But that CM Punk thing, CM Punk, the chant start, when that first, uh, first sound of the music, I don't know, music technology, but when that first sound of the music comes out, whew, it, it was motherfucking clobbering time, and it yeah, was the first it, riff, yeah. Yeah, it was, first riff, yeah, it was, um, it, it, it was amazing, uh, moment that is, like, vividly remember right now, like, like, I remember every part of that, like, 10 to 15 minutes, like, going in the building, taking a picture with the Jordan statue, my first time in the United Center. I've <sighs> got goosebumps. I, I don't do that. I don't say that. I, I see The Rock say it a lot of times. so I just got goosebumps thinking about that moment of CM Punk coming back.
0: Yeah, and it's funny you say that because my number three is the first dance as well. I couldn't put it any higher because here's the thing. It was a one-moment show because, like, after he returned, I stood in line for a T-shirt the rest of the show. Like, by the time I had got my T-shirt that I was there for the first dance, uh, the show was over. I heard Justin Roberts say, thank you for coming. Drive home safe. Like, that's when I got my T-shirt. So everything else that took place after that, I did not see. Um, but, I mean, it's my favorite wrestler of all time. I had never seen him wrestle live. I had never seen him in a ring live. And I was there when he returned to wrestling for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. and I know I, I will say this firmly, too, because I know there's many people that are talking about, you know, his return on uh, the first dance compared to his return at Survivor Series that just happened a few months ago. I don't like comparing those two because they're two very, very different things. Mm. Um, and uh, for me... Just watching that back and seeing the tears in his eyes as he's like kneeling on the ground and he's just fully taking it in. Because this is a man that didn't think he was going to wrestle ever again. Regardless of what happened after everything that took place, you look back at that moment without any inclination of what was coming next. It was just pure joy in that building. I had tears in my eyes. I was like screaming so loud, my head hurt. Like I thought I was going to burst a blood vessel. I was screaming so much. It was one of the greatest experiences I've had as a wrestling fan. And if it wasn't for the fact that I stood in line for a t-shirt for the rest of the show, it probably would be my number
1: one. But
0: I can't rake it any higher than two. It's just not possible.
1: Yeah, if we did top five, if we might do it just top of our top five AEW moments. For me, it would, yeah, it's one or two for me. Yeah, no, it's
0: it's one for me for moments, for sure. But I I can't, for shows, it can't go higher than three. It's just not possible.
1: All right. My number two, AEW All Out 2019. First row. First time in a pay-per-view. First row. And the show was amazing. The world champion uh, done. uh, Pac beats Kenny Omega. Uh, I remember that. Uh, But most importantly, so my favorite wrestler at the time, Cody Rhodes, Uh, has a match with Sean Spears. At the point, my favorite wrestler of all time, Arn Anderson, comes out. And something I literally never thought I would see happens right in front of me, 10 feet in front of me. I see Arn Anderson deliver a spinebuster live. Now, as a pretty much broke kid growing up in Oklahoma City, we, you know, Arn Anderson retires in, what, 96 or 97. He does his speech, and then I think it was that moment with Ric Flair and Undertaker where Arn Anderson hits the spinebuster. I wasn't there for any of that, and I was pretty resolute on the fact that I would probably go my whole life without seeing Arn Anderson hit a spinebuster live. It was like I didn't, you know, it was out of my head. And then he comes out, and then he hits the stance. That stance I'd seen what feels like thousands of times. And then he catches Sean Spears with the left arm and hits the spine buster. Like my mouth's wide open. Uh, tears are coming down my eyes. It it, 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 And it was it. And I was next to what would end up being one of my best friends in the world, Tiffany. Our first show sitting next to each other. Uh, first row on camera the whole night. Uh, Rudin on Cody, Aaron Anderson comes to the ring, Tully Blanchard's right there, Sean Spears right in front of us. Uh, that whole show, we're a new world champion. I, I mean, I could keep going, but yes, uh, that that was it. And it took literally it was number one until about five months ago.
0: All right, my number two is double or nothing 2019. That was my number two. Uh, That show, to me, was just such – there was such an air of like, holy shit, we're part of something like special. Absolutely. First AEW show, um, and it will firmly – like, it will be firmly carried by uh, two things. One, still to this day, probably one of my favorite AEW matches of all time, Dustin versus Cody. That match genuinely – like, I can't even think of a way that it could have been any better. Like, it's still, like, close to as perfect of a match as you could want, I feel like. Um, and then, of course, John Moxley showing up. Like, that paradigm shift that it truly was when he showed up at the end of the show, like, shook the building. Place was going insane. Um, everything else on the show was very enjoyable. Um, the only thing that you would say that wasn't was the original debut of The Dark Order. That fell like a can of bricks. Uh, that was awful. But they sorted themselves out afterwards anyway, so it was fine. But other than that, like I said, it just, to me, being there for that felt so big, you know what I mean? It it was just such an enjoyable night, and I had so much excitement for the continuation of what AEW was going to be since this was really
1: the starting point. All right. And number one for me, which I don't believe should shock anyone, Uh, I told... When Tony Khan's like, he wanted to do a show in London, uh, and he said it many times, and they wanted to do a stadium show in London, and I told anyone that would listen, I've said it on this show, their first show, their first show in London, their international show will be my first time in London, and I will be there for it, and this is, and, and this is me thinking it's going to be at the cottage, or whatever, wherever, uh, Fulham plays, thought it was going to be there, but I didn't care where it was, I was going to be there. Then they announced the show. Wembley Stadium. Uh, as a kid, 11, 12 years old, when Dynamite Kid and... Uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, I said Dynamite Kid. Uh, David Boy Smith and Bret Hart at SummerSlam. Uh, very important match to me. Uh, very big. I have, a, I have a bulldog named Winston. You know, because of David Boy Smith. And, uh, uh, yeah. So, it was like the childhood dream. I was going to be in Wembley and I was going to watch a wrestling show. So, I get to go to a wrestling show. Uh y'all y'all got to hear all the passport shit I had to go through. And then the what month before I get find out that my two favorite tag teams ever, FTR and the Young Bucks are going to be in there. And I got to walk into Wembley Stadium uh in front with 80,000 people, the largest audience in uh aw history i don't even know when or if they'll ever break that number um I don't come at me with the turnstiles i'm just like dude most tickets sold in aw history and i was there and i was with dave and i was with my friend steve and i was with all my friends from the uk that have been coming to wrestlemania for years years coming to wrestlemania for years and i was like man when they come over there i'll be over there and i got to see it and i got to hug and it was funny my friend from uh, louisiana chase was there got a picture with him and it was just like like that whole experience london the shows even even the welcome party that didn't turn out the way i wanted it to was still the best it like and when you talk about your favorite live events it's probably my favorite live event ever. I mean, honestly, too, because All In never. I don't think anybody's gonna beat the original All In in my mind. But uh, that All In London, yeah, I'll take it to the grave. When I am old and I have Alzheimer's, and I, I go, I go back into moments. It will be like I'll be go back into that day and live it over and over again.
0: Absolutely understandable on that one my number one live event that i have attended for AEW, all out 2021 it is the best AEW show they've ever done best pay-per-view best show there's not a better one like it's top to bottom the best show i mean i got to be in the in the building when cm punk had his first match back in wrestling after seven years and i got to be in the in the arena where Ruby Soho came back. I got to see all of a sudden. Holy shit! Freaking Minoru Suzuki showed up and faced off against John Moxley. Holy shit! Um, I got to see Adam Cole's debut in AEW, and of course, I got to see Brian Danielson's debut in AEW. That was such a moment in time, and I feel like has been the true peak of AEW. Like I, the level of like, oh my god this shit is like in it's not possible that this happened it's not this show should not have been possible and it was and being able to be there for that like was incredible like it's I don't think there will be an AEW like it's gonna be very hard for an AEW show to beat that it's gonna be very hard for a wrestling show to beat that
1: you know you know why it's never gonna be my number one or even in my top five go ahead no Cody Fair, but you know what? <laughs> no. You know what, man? I get it for you, but I just
0: can't. I, it's, there's yeah. no way it's
1: not. Yeah, no, no, it was, a, it was a great show. It was a great. It was show. So good, like that one will forever be my number one. But, but like. yeah, it's yeah. gonna be hard to beat it. My boy wasn't there, but dude, Miro and Kingston banger. uh John Moxley and Satoshi. It wasn't a bad match on the show. Wasn't well, no, a no. bad man. Well, there was one, Paul White and Q T Marshall, but that well, was fun. We, I, 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 like every, I said, That was every, so quick and over with. Everybody, the everybody that. needs to go use the bathroom at some point. in my... <laughs> So no, uh, no, uh, no. It was, a, it was a fucking great show. It was a fucking great show. I could see why it's your number one. And yeah, uh, no, it was. It was a good night. That was a good night. Uh, yeah, we. You know. I think we got the pictures with the chairs after the show together. I think that was one of yeah, them. yeah. No, it was
0: the double or nothing twenty. That was twenty twenty. Uh, well, I think we took a picture with the chair, yeah. But you were the oh. one that got me the double or nothing chair,
1: yeah, yeah. And it was just like, no, um, I'm I'm gonna love these top fives because I can remember reminisce about my AEW experiences, yeah. and it's just this has been a great ride. This five years, it's not over. It's not over, but to to reflect, five years is a good time to reflect. And it's so funny because five years of AEW lines up exactly with five years of being married to my wife. Best thing that ever happened to me. So it's like one of the best things that ever happened to me wrestling-wise happened in 2019. One of the best things that ever happened to me in my life happened in 2019. So we are, yeah, I, it's going to be cool going through these uh, moments. Um yeah, but um yeah, uh yeah, it was a great show. That was a great show. And we've been at a lot of these together. You know what I mean? It's like I know. our our list is very very similar because we were there together and that means the world to me. And like you you and Sydney are an absolute necessity in my life at this point in time. So uh yeah, it's it's been a ride and I hope hope the people hung with this to listen to the top 5 because you know, if you feel, if you're up to it, we're we're going to post it. We're going to post the show ever, and we'll probably post, I'll probably post a little quick version of our top fives on the comments. If you want to throw your top five AEW live events, you know, that's the only thing. You had to be there because we're going to do our top five matches of all time. We're going to do our top five events of all time. But in this particular case, it's just ones that you were at and, you know, uh, if you can't be in this one, you'll be in the next one. I promise. Yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah, I don't even like. I'll, 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 I'll message you what the top five will be for next week. because uh, I'm, I'm deciding through a few things, but uh, right, right, right. But this was that. Was, that was awesome. I, I, I feel really good about doing this to end out each show.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I think that'll be a great moment to close things out for this episode of All Things Lead. Again, we're gonna post this. We'd love to hear your guys' top five events that you've been to in AEW. Um, again, events that you've been to, been yeah, live yes. and in person. Yes. We're going to eventually do our best events uh, in general and then our best
1: uh, matches, moments, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we'll We're get, gonna we'll hit get to ever. all that. Yeah, here. so if you can't be in this one because you haven't been to a lot of shows, it, you know, don't feel bad. You'll be at the next one. We got you. A thousand percent. We got we, you. We got so, you. Thank you guys so much for tuning
0: into this episode of all things elite. Please rate review and subscribe. Whether you listen to us on Google, Apple podcast, Spotify, whatever it is, rate, review, subscribe and share us around uh, and follow us on Twitter at atElitePod. You can also follow at social suplex who make this show possible and have incredible shows. We mentioned keeping it strong style. There's also so many other great shows. Social suplex has. Uh, so check those out and support those guys. They're all spectacular. I am at Austin somewhat s z u m o w i c z. Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr on Twitter and with that I will let my man Floyd. I will not be here next week folks because I will be in Orlando.
1: Yeah, uh, it'll be I will it'll, let you know that from will, from Jump Street so. Yeah, I will let you know. It will be me and JR and we're going to kind of discuss his time and uh, at Wrestle Kingdom and his time in Japan because I've never been there. Sean. Hell yeah! I want to uh, learn a little bit. Uh, learn a little bit about his experience. Of course, we're going to review the shows, talk about the wrestling. But as an extra bonus, we're going to talk about his time in Japan.
0: Thousand percent! I'm okay. super excited to listen to it. I'm so jealous that he was there. Yeah. Uh, but regardless. That's all I got, so I will pass it off to Floyd so he can take us home for this episode of All Things Elite.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, thank you all for listening. First show of the year. Hopefully we did great, and uh, we didn't waste your time. Uh, we're Looking forward to the rest of the year. I'm not going to be long-winded here, because we've already kept you two hours, but I'd just like to thank you for listening. We appreciate you listening. Second moment. Uh, anytime you can, if you decide, you feel it is worthy or deemed go ahead and press that donate button and kick us a little something something let us know you love it buy us a double cheeseburger you know no <laughs> amounts too small uh we uh we appreciate you all for listening and i'm going to leave you like i always leave you whether it is home work or school always do your best to be elite happy new year <laughs>